hey there, sweet peas. Welcome to Friendless, the only show that tries to teach you how to be a better friend by losing every friend you have. I'm your host, as always, James Avramenko, back once more to ask what it means to be a good friend and whether or not I've been one. This week, I have an extremely special guest on the show. He's the author of Sad Laughter, Road Warrior Hawk, the daily year-long novel Hobbies You Enjoy, a book I desperately wish I had thought of first, (laughs) as well as probably the single most influential living artist on me and my writing. He is the one, he is the only, Brian Allen Ellis. It was such a blast getting to chat with Brian. We talk about living in Florida versus BC, sensitivity readers, earnest vulnerability, not playing to modern readers, the ups and downs of self-publishing, and so, so much more. I absolutely loved getting the chance to speak with one of my favorite living authors, and you know what? I think you're going to love it too. But hey, why tell you about it when you can listen to it for yourself? So lean back, get comfy, and enjoy my interview with the depressed writer asshole himself, Brian Allen Ellis, here on Friendless. How the hell are you, my guy? Hello. I'm doing all right. I'm doing okay. I just woke up not too long ago, so I'm 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 finding my uh you know, my my groove. Yeah. Just yeah to face I... another day of terror. <laughs> now you are you're in Florida and I, uh, I got to say, you know, from from this humble terrified of everything Canadian's perspective, Florida feels like a place that uh, like it feels like a, a like a fantasy world, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And when you and you when you meet people who are actually from there, I always have this instinct to first apologize, but that feels so demeaning, you know. <laughs> no, no, you can apologize. No, I, I I've lived in Florida most of my life, and it's just like yeah. normal kind of. I live in northern Florida. I've lived all over Florida, but I've lived in like north central Florida for like the past like five years. Actually, more than that, probably more. Mm, Damn, probably over ten years because I live in Tallahassee, which is just a little farther up north, north. Yeah, yeah. Area, but uh, where are you? Where are you from? I'm currently in Vancouver, but I've kind of oh, been. Shit. I'm. I've. I've lived all over. All over Canada, basically. Yeah, I, I'm. Yeah. I'm been I, a little bit of a nomad, you know. <laughs> uh, speaking in Canada, uh, are you a Carly Rae Jepsen fan? Obviously. Obviously, yeah. I'm. Go- I'm going to go see her in Cleveland, apparently in September. Fabulous! Oh my god, you're gonna love it. She's incredible. Yeah, I saw her in Orlando uh, a couple years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. I I had a friend who went to 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 what is it called? Like musical theater school with her. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Hell yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Apparently, cool. she was very nice, but uh, but uh, you know, I think yeah, yeah I've I think never been to more... Canada. I'm I'm, it's, I'm, it's okay. I'm I'm duly intrigued by Canada as well as probably as much as you are about Florida. That's exactly right. You know, that's the thing. I I can't help but feel like, yeah, that that gut reaction I have is is definitely one you should have for Canada as well. You know, uh-huh. it just seems like a, a magical place. Ah, it's okay. compared, compared I mean, to America, at least. Yeah, fuck but man. Any place you know, is probably that way. Yeah, I think that's one of the funny the funny things that I'm never sure how to like approach, especially people from other countries and stuff like that. Is this question of like, you know, because I think everybody has these. Um, these kind of warped perspectives of what other places are, right? That's and, true. Uh, and everyone is know, kind of in their own little frame of, you know, lifestyle and reference exactly. and knowledge and you know. And if and if there's like a bigger city, right? If there's a bigger city then uh then there must be more dangers or it must right. be, you know, you only yeah, ever hear I, about the bad I, stuff. The city right? I live in is pretty small. It's like a college town. The University of Florida mm. is there. Gotcha. Um it used to be a lot more like artistic and liberal kind of leaning. It was mostly People would compare it to Austin at one point, but now gotcha. it's kind of can gotten overrun by like, you know, they're tearing down shit, building up like really crappy apartment buildings for students yep. housing, and it's just like it's become very like I don't know, kind of lame. <laughs> I, I mean, dude, that honestly, that is that's the story of basically uh, every Canadian city, <laughs> you know. Oh, man, um, really? Y- you got to keep in mind too, like the thing about the thing about Canada as I see it is that it's like when you compare them against america the thing is that it's like the way that each of your states has like these sort of gradients of cities right you've got these cities that are like towns and then you've got places that are like you know maybe there's a couple hundred thousand maybe there's a million you know and then they grow up into the big huge cities uh we have like we have one version of each of those and that's like that that 
encompasses our entire country. <laughs> you okay. know what I mean? It's kind of nice, have, too. Like, it's like, it's, it's, right? It seems more orderly and, you know, not as like a <laughs> wild west as like Florida can be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, but I find it endlessly fascinating about America. I feel kind of jealous about that because I feel like there's um, – and this is actually something I've wanted – this leads me to something I want to talk to you and ask you about mm-hmm. is this thing about, like, um, you know, you you being based in Florida in a, in, a, in a certain way I find deeply, deeply inspiring because, you know, huh. from a sort of a traditional literature perspective, you often think if you're not in – I don't know if you're not in New York, York or yeah. maybe LA from like a certain kind of like grungy perspective, then like, why are you even writing? Because you have no hope of being seen, you know? And that's right. actually a very like Canadian perspective of like, if you're not in Toronto, you may as well not be an artist because you'll never huh. make it and you'll never be looked at, you know? And, and to see the kind of art that's coming out of, uh, you know, um, Ohio or out of Florida or these certain places, I find mm-hmm. really inspiring. That's where Noah and Cicero I'm, is from. He started in uh, Youngstown, Ohio. Is no where, shit. So that's a, like a lot of like his writing, his, his early writing is like based out of just living in Youngstown, which is a small town where he was like a dishwasher. Yeah. And like, I don't know. I find that a lot more interesting than someone who's like writing about being a writer and it's like trying to get like an MFA degree and like, yes kind of in like a weird clicky backstabbing circle of other academic people who probably come from money. Whereas like, (laughs) I don't know, I always gravitated to like the grittier, uh, more like, I don't know, the kind of like artist, the one that kind of just comes out of like a small pocket of experience that like is kind of isolated from everything else. I feel Mm -hmm. that's more interesting. Not that it's more valid art. It's just to me, I don't know. I, I relate more to that than I would, you know, reading, you know, book about someone who you know is living in new york for their first time but they have they can fall back on money and you know yeah it's that uh that's a pretty uh, basic statement from most people who are poor anyways they're like oh we write the real (laughs) art right yeah these are the these are the real authentic ones well but it is you know i i I can't but feel sometimes and i don't say this necessarily to be super disparaging but it's like there is this part of me that feels like you know we already have goodbye to all that like that's already been written so we kind of don't need it again you know yeah well i think the internet has helped in the past like several years to like tear that down a little bit where you don't have to live in a certain area because the internet's so wide-reaching that like I don't know. Any anybody can really show their art from no matter where mm-hmm. they live. They can live anywhere. Well, and so okay, so that sort of leads me into a, a section of something I've been I wanted to ask you about is is you know I was reading in sort of like pre- preparation for this and trying to put on my like good good interviewer boots. Mm-hmm. You know, I was reading a bunch of other interviews of yours. Uh-huh. And, a real uh, Charlie Rose we got here, <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. <laughs> God, I wish I could pull out a. This is the closest thing I'll get to Charlie Rose, though. So. <laughs> I, uh, you know, um, uh, uh, you, you, you've, you've mentioned in the past about like sort of how, how you came to writing and, and things like that. But I'm wondering if you could sort of just talk a little bit about this idea of like, when did you first sort of discover your, your passion for writing? Cause I know you're, you know, obviously your writing delves with a lot of like depressive issues and anxiety based issues and things that may from a from a certain perspective read like very dour but i find deeply um actually very sentimental and actually very inspiring in many ways and there's a there's a great comfort you know there's a comfort to to reading this type of material when especially when you're feeling it yourself right you know and it's sort of it's a it's a nice sort of light and and i wonder where where did where did your 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 passion or your desire to write this type of uh, uh, material come from? Uh, probably when I got my live journal. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. Now, um, I originally started kind of writing uh, like music criticism in mm. high school, and I would do like zines that were like definitely like based out of like music. Uh, you know, I do record reviews, interview groups, bands. Uh, when I started writing the personal stuff, I think, yeah, I got the live journal and I probably had a bad breakup, but I yeah. think the, the, the stuff that really opened a door for me to like be more of like vulnerable in my writing was probably when I read like Henry Rollins get in the van, mm. which is like his journal entries that he wrote while he was on tour with black flag in the eighties. Yeah. And there's something about his writing that was like really raw and like open and like, I don't know, I related to it for, you know. Yeah, I was, I was playing in bands at the time, and you know, 
I was young and, you know, didn't really know my place in the world. And I still kind of yeah. don't, but, <laughs> uh, and then from is there, there a like, place, you, do you think there is a place in the world for, for, for someone like us anymore? <laughs> you know what I mean? I no, I, I really don't not know. like, I, I don't mean like, I don't mean like white men. I just mean like in general, right. I mean like, people who are, <laughs> you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to suddenly dog Where with the white men fit in today's right, society. Exactly. I swear this isn't that kind of show. Okay. No, I no. swear <laughs> to God, you know, <laughs> um, no, uh, just, I don't know. Like, yeah, after reading that and then you discover like Bukowski and like, mm-hmm. Henry Miller and like just all all like the the moody stupid white guy writers you know what I mean yeah That's like yeah you're a gateway because you're kind of just like a moody stupid young person yep <laughs> and then from there you your just world just kind of opens up then you start reading female authors and you start reading yeah. you know, different scopes of authors and uh but I've always liked reading stuff that was kind of existential mm-hmm. and but with humor and thrown in a little bit like mm-hmm. I read a lot of like all the like russian and french like existentialists and things sure. like that really like dostoevsky and you know rimbu and all i read all that fucking just, which yeah. I, I i don't go back and read too often anymore because i i feel like i would just kind of like laugh at it or just like yeah. kind of like you know what i mean like like what yeah. is this it's so but, self-serious, right? You know, and, and, right. I think, and I think I think the thing that's really beautiful about that kind of writing is that, like, obviously there's a power in it, you know, and there's oh, yeah. obviously a, a sincerity within it. But I think that we're in a time period right now where it's really hard to be like authentically genuine and just that, you know, there there there's sure. so much, um, you know, there's almost in in a certain light you can almost say that there's there's a need for a deeper like sophistication almost in that like you have to be playing with multiple tiers of mm-hmm. of reality right and, and you yeah and you have to like kind of like cater to different groups of people like you exactly like you have to like uh like they have sensitivity readers now a lot of the time yeah like a, that's like a whole new thing that i just yeah. found out about because uh, <laughs> i yeah I, I i i'm about to start the new john waters novel he just put out a, mm-hmm. a novel. I'm mean, familiar with John Waters. Oh yeah, deeply. Yeah, he's fabulous. I've got a couple of his books. I think but role models. He's, one of he said he had to have a sensitivity reader, and I read an interview about the book, and he like, uh, which I think is hilarious. That's like high comedy. Like he's like, because he's so notorious for being like very like not sensitive, and you know what I mean. Like he's yeah, like, very absolutely. With, like uh, so the fact that even he has to have a sensitivity reader is just like yeah. mind blowing to me. Do you find, you know, I, I always find myself like oscillating in those kinds of conversations, right? Because I never want to sound like the the like hard right winger being like all these fucking snowflakes, right? You know, but and then at the same time, too, it's like I, I can't help but feel like by applying these kinds of like um, uh, like uh, pedantic metrics onto these conversations, we're sort of losing that spontaneity and that ability to, you know, like it's kind of fun to piss people off when you're an artist, right? That's sort oh, yeah. of in a lot of Especially ways. Especially when you're young. Part of the point. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. You know, it's sort of the point is to be antagonistic. Me, you know? I don't so, have the energy to piss anyone off. I, I'm real I try I, yeah, I also try right. not hard to keep my stuff like kind of open and like I'll make certain changes where I think that it might be too much. Yeah. Just because I just don't want to deal with that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I you know, and it's not like it's like I can take it or leave it. I don't have to be that guy all the time where like I'm provoking totally. that kind of reaction. You know, unless it's like pertains to the story or whatever I'm I'm doing, I'm not, I don't care either way. Like, I I don't mind just like holding back a little bit. Sure. If if need be. Do you find yourself, um, do you find, do you find yourself expressing those kinds of frustrations like, um, through your writing more or less these days? You know, because I I know for me, like, you know, those kinds of conversations, I don't tend to actually end up having in my art. I end up having with people I'm talking to, if anything, right. so that they're not like recorded. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that there's like, so that they can't be taken out of context. You know right. what I mean? Well, um, for me, a lot of stuff is very personal to what, like, so it's hmm. not something that like, I think, I think people can relate to it, but like, it's not going to be something that's overt where it's just going to like alienate a certain amount of people it's basically i just totally. I'm, i just write about like my own like little bullshit and like yeah you know it's it's not like something it's, people, people can like take it or leave it it's not going to be something yeah. that's going to provoke that much ire i don't think <laughs> right. people are going to read my stuff and be like i can't believe he said this about uh himself being stupid and eating junk food and you know what i mean it's like <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah i'm pretty much just taking the piss out of myself when i when i do yeah. that yeah 
you know, and that's actually I, I, the way you frame that is actually I think a certain element of what I I find really inspiring about your writing. Um, and and um, is this idea that um, you know, because uh, the and I'm worried that this is going to inadvertently, accidentally come across sounding somehow belittling. So forgive me overtly. Okay. You know, oh, you know, no one can belittle me more than I already belittle myself. <laughs> fair, fair enough, fair enough. But you know, you know, when when an artist strives to be as big as possible, right, and as mainstream and as widespread as possible, when you're striving to be someone like um, I don't know, like a Kanye West, or you know, like you're trying to be like the biggest right. selling something somewhere. Um, not only are you building a fan base, but you're inevitably building like an enemy base, right? I hate ba- yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? You mm-hmm. right? You know, you're inevitably building a list of all the people who are going to be fighting against you, and and if you kind of go the opposite and you instead go, I'm just going to write the most honest piece of art I can, and and it's not going to appeal to a lot of people, but the people who it does appeal to, it's going to speak to them like it's their best friend, right? You know, right. it's going to really get into their into their bones almost, you know, and um, and I think that's a really powerful choice in the kind of current climate of like, you know, you write often about like checking your your Goodreads reviews or checking your Amazon <laughs> publisher standing or things like that. And these things that are so exhausting as a creative, you know, um, and I wonder where you kind of yeah, where do you where do you fall in that in, to, to, in your perspective? Where do you fall in that kind of I mean, that, that spectrum of success or whatever, whatever you want to define? Yeah, it? I, there was definitely a time where I was pushing a little hard to get like get noticed before like yeah. i knew too many people and i didn't really establish what i'm doing now which is just doing i'm just in my own lane pretty much yeah I'm cool with that like i'm just do my thing but there was a time where it was like oh i gotta get on goodreads i gotta fucking get on you know i have to check my amazon rankings i have to I have to befriend all these people i have to do book reviews of these certain people and maybe that'll mm-hmm. like bring me some you know what i mean it was kind of yeah. like i was doing that for a long time just because I, I i was so new to me when i started doing the books because I've been publishing in short stories and stuff in like journals and stuff probably since like 2008. But I always did it as like a hobby. Yeah. But then when I like my, because I was playing music at the time. So like when that kind of, the energy towards the music thing kind of shifted into like, okay, I'm going to do this. I'm going to publish books and I'm going to really give it my all. And uh, so for a few years, I was just kind of like tra- going, flying by the seat of my pants and figuring out what I wanted and what I needed to do. And then, but going hard, you, you kind of build up kind of like a bit of resentment towards the whole like system, which is basically yeah. how the, the book Sad Laughter kind of came about. Gotcha. It's just okay. like, I'm kind of taking the piss out of like a literary kind of world, either yeah. like academia, online, or... Yeah. So a lot of that like satire just came from my own kind of like frustrations dealing with that when I was like super mm-hmm. focused on that. But now it gave me, I look back now and I'm like, yeah it's it was all it was you know it was you know it was fun you know it was stupid at times and you know you sure. can make, we can laugh about it now yeah so did that, you but, did you find yourself like did you go through any of those like academic academic roots or are, are, no, not, are you no not really i've never been to college yeah. i right just on, okay. I, i've rubbed elbows with writers who have like and there's yeah writers i know who have like mentors they yeah. have you know they get their degrees and and a lot of them are like really stressed out about that. Like it, it kind of puts them in like a bubble a little yeah. bit. Where like, like oh, I have this poetry manuscript, but I got to see what my mentor thinks about it. And like, I want to get on like a uh, certain press. And like, so it can be kind of crippling because I know a lot of writers who, in that kind of like state of mind, just kind of sat on their stuff for so long. Mm-hmm. So by the mm-hmm. time that they finally like accomplished what they wanted to accomplish, they kind of took all of the the energy out of them. When the they, you know what I mean? It took like the, it took like it like killed all the passion in them because they worked yep. so hard to do something this certain way. Uh, yep. Whereas, like, if they just done, if they just went a little off course, they might have like reignited their passion for it and kept going with it. So I feel uh, like it was like a means to a really bad ending. In that <laughs> sense, I feel like you're. I feel like uh, you 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 are inadvertently describing my writing my writing oh, life, and, no, I'm uh, and I'm and I'm and I'm I'm listening to being like. Ah, oh, fuck, he's right. Ah, oh, shit. Well, the truth be said for me, I, I'm definitely not as, like, my passion has shrunk since those years of going really hard. So now yeah. I'm, like, I'm constantly trying to get myself motivated again. So, yeah. like, I'm not I'm not excluded from, even if you go my route, <laughs> there's still a chance yeah. your soul will be crushed. 
Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean, the truth of the matter is that like when you're in the arts, especially I feel like in in a in a sort of dying art form of writing in a certain I know, way, I feel that way so right? much. Like I was like, fuck, yeah. why do we do this? Yeah, like, like books, was... books is where I'm going. Like, are you fucking kidding? Yeah, me? Yeah, what did I do? <laughs> and I want books, you know, poetry books, no less. Fuck though, I know, dude. That's that's a. I know. Was it? I I almost want to say it was you who either tweeted it or retweeted it, or maybe you saw this quote that was like, uh, the 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 energy of publishing a book is the identical energy as not publishing a book of poetry, <laughs> you know. And it's just Wait, like, I, I'm I'm trying to think of what that was. Yeah, I mean that sounds something about right. Yeah, like right. Uh, it's just like it's like it, it, yeah. The the act of doing it is the exact same act as not doing it. You know, like it's yeah, it, that's, uh, yeah. that's I, the amount. You know, yeah, that's what that's what that. comes out in this world, right? You know, exactly, exactly. But, but I mean, you're still connecting people on a certain level though, too. So like, it's not oh, yeah. all for not. Yes, you know. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's why that's why you're sitting here talking to me right now. Is yeah, exactly. So, See, know? I'd rather okay. do something and put my energy into something that was like mixed with the uh, reception or any kind of like throwback to how it made me feel, uh, than have not done it because I'm just not because yeah. I can't. I I would rather live with having done something and like failing at it than having not done it, and not knowing. Yeah. Like sometimes you just need that. You just need to put yourself into something, even when you know the results are not going to be what you thought or what you wanted. Exactly. And because you might as well just be dead if you don't like try to do stuff. (laughs) That's it right there. But that's it right there, isn't it? You know, I mean, it's like this thing of like, I think writing, especially, I mean, I I can only speak from the writer perspective because it's my main art. But like, I think I, I find that like when you when you're thinking about a book or when you're thinking about a project, you're actually in a lot more. This is maybe hyperbolic, but like you're in a lot more pain than when you're actually writing it, you know, because you're sitting there imagining what it could be. Oh, and yeah. you're telling yourself in so many ways, you're probably telling yourself all the ways it's going to suck. But by by sitting and talking to yourself like that, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, you're torturing yourself over something that doesn't even exist. Yeah. You know, well, the best part Whereas, about creating is creating. That's exactly so it. Yeah. The fun part is putting the, the object together, writing the book. Exactly. And the shitty part is when you try to sell that book or like yes. promote it or like, that's when you kind of question yourself like like is this book really did i like like this like should i done this instead but at the time you're so focused on the book that like the book is the book and that was the most joy you had in this whole process so that that i want to ask you a a little bit about a couple of these books um but i want to start at um at house of lead because that Mm -hmm. that's where a lot of these whether whether or not they're because I know they're not all published through it, but uh, but but this is sort of you know uh, you're an editor of this imprint and what was the founding of this of this little like what do you call it? It's like an indie press, right? That's sort of the proper proper term yeah, for it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean it's, it's print on demand, self publishing, whatever you yeah. want to call it. It all falls under that sure. umbrella. Basically, I don't have anyone breathing down my neck, or I don't have any yeah. agents or anything. You know, what I mean, it's just me doing all this shit. Gotcha. Uh, I I started publishing like I'm. Uh, I grew. I was a teenager in the '90s, so zines mm. were like a big thing in the big. underground. Because I, yeah. I was kind of, I was into punk rock and all that stuff and hardcore music. So people made zines. Mm-hmm. So you know, I put out zines, and then you know, sometimes oh, we're gonna make a fake imprint. Just so you know, that's when I started doing more like my personal writing, where I would do like mm-hmm. little chapbook zines. And I was like, I'm just gonna put it under like a label, because like mm. I don't know why not. So I, just, I, I created House of Vlad just to have something to put on the back of these zines. Gotcha. Uh, to make it, okay. just, I don't know, my heart, make it more legitimized. I don't know. Yeah. And then when I decided to do the print on demand, I had a, I had a poet friend who self-published a book of poetry using what I use now, which is the the Amazon print on demand bullshit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. It was Creative Space back then. It wasn't even, right. Amazon didn't buy it yet. Yeah, uh, now it's the KDP, which is what which which is what uh, which is how I managed to find a bunch of your books. So so yeah, I'm grateful yeah, yeah. for it. So, Internationally, it's, it's crazy. Like, it's you, you read option, so many more, you know? so much easier to publish a yeah. book now than it was to publish a zine back in the day. For exactly, even, that yeah. sounds crazy, but it's true. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Anyways, I I my, I was like impressed with my friend's poetry book. I was like, oh, this is cool. Maybe I should do this because I was always writing as a hobby. Like I was getting published mm. in journals. I had like a bunch of stories that were already published, and like, wow, I should put them out in like a book form, maybe. Yeah, so that's yeah. when I started doing the books, and then eventually I meet people, and then like I publish other people, and it just turned into that. But it, it basically started as a vanity project. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I gotcha. I gotcha. And uh, and and um, 
you know, so so sad laughter is really the one that kind of got. I know it got sort of the most momentum. It, you know, you, you've said in in other interviews, it was the one that kind of got. Did, the most but I noticed. made the least amount of money on that book. Than oh any yeah, of my books. <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> um, was it uh, now? Are all of these published through House of Vlad, or are they? Uh, sad or laughter are they was like... through Civil Coping Mechanisms. Gotcha. Okay. Which was like uh, Janice Lee and Michael Seidlinger mm-hmm. and those 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 cats. Uh, gotcha. Who I'm friends with. I, I I always whenever I go to like a conference or something, I run into him. We hang out. They're cool. Yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know. And my I've known Michael for a few years, and he he's like he he. They used to do that contest called the Mainline contest where they would like. It was like a, a tournament kind of thing where like <laughs> awesome. okay. the winners got published by CCM. And gotcha. I would always get like a runner up and I, but yeah. I would never like get like an actual, but one, one time I came close and Michael's like, uh, this book's great, but like, I, I heard you're doing a book about writing. I think that's the one we want to publish. So I was like, Oh, right. okay. So I had to pull that out of a sock drawer and like gussy it up a little bit and I sent it to him yeah, and yeah. He wanted, they wanted to do it. So. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. I, you know, I, you know, one thing, one thing, you know, coming back to the eternal debate of Canadian versus American, one of the things that, that I always have such a, have such a, like love loathe for, for Americans is that they're, they're, you're so much better at presenting yourselves. <laughs> you know, there is this, like, there's this ingrained self-loathing in, in Canadians. It's like a cultural oh. it's a countrywide, it's just like a hatred for self, you know? That, that's and, very uh, true. Uh, I was reading something, I don't know, like an interview with some writer, yeah. comedy person, but they were like, they always thought it was hilarious. Uh, Americans are so like, they could be this, it, the, Donald Trump's a perfect example. It's like someone who's sure. so wrong and, you know, <laughs> he, and, but, yep. he, but he acts like he's like the smartest man in the room. And that's yeah. like, that is a, like a legitimate American, like, uh, personality. Uh, yeah yeah the gung-ho you know i have a respect for it in the right context you know what i mean because oh yeah it's turned ugly it can turn ugly really quick easily right exactly but like in these contexts where it's like in order to meet new connections and to be creative and to build a creative you know network and things like that i think it's invaluable you know yeah Um, because i'll go to these readings and i'll just like sit in the back and i won't i won't even read i'll just listen to people and then i'll leave and it's like well, what the fuck i I might as well just not been there you know i i don't I only go to them if I'm reading. <laughs> right. Yeah. I mean, but that, and that's just it, right? It's like, it's, you know, and it's like, what's the point of even going if you're not going to actually try and make connections, you know, like, cause that's like well, what yeah. they're for, right? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. That's so understandable. Yeah. So like, yeah, you have to have a bit of that kind of like razzle dazzle showmanship kind of thing, yeah. which yeah. I think came easier to me because I was playing in bands. Like I had more right. of like that kind of personality and like, yeah. I'm always in punk rock and hardcore, you have a community. So it's yes. easier to like, it's not even trying to like schmooze so much, but you just, you just meet people who are doing similar things to you and you just kind of, that's kind of like how me and Bud Smith, uh, yeah, like we collaborate, we did a book together, we did a few books, right. uh, and we just kind of found each other. So yeah. a lot of that happens. Like it doesn't even, you can make connections without having it seem ugly or like, yeah, a, there has to be some like devious scheme to it you can just legitimately befriend people who are into the same things you are and i think there shouldn't be a shame in that you know some people are kind of weird about that Uh, and also some people are intimidated to approach people like you know because like there's a lot of that going on we're like why is this person talking to me what does this person want from me like Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. what i mean and there's a lot of ego and it can go both ways we're like i don't want this person talking to me i'd rather talk to this person who can help me yes yeah but I mean, that's pretty much how I met John Lindsay, too. Like, he was, like, we kind of, like, didn't know each other, but, like, we kind of knew, like, he was a fan of the press and stuff, and he'd approach me at, like, a, like, I I think I met him in Portland during one of the AWPs, Mm. and he just approached me, and, like, we finally met that time, but we kind of knew each other online a little bit, because we'd interact a little bit, but, like, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that just developed into a relationship where I published this fucking book, and it does really well, and now he's hot shit. Right? right then he yeah. was just a guy who was like, you know, coming up to me at a yeah. fucking reading. I love it. So you I never like, know no, who you're going to cross paths with. That's just it, isn't it? Uh, do you find, um, you know, because you're mentioning this idea of like, you know, the, the, the community. You, you of, mind like, if I smoke in here? Right? Oh, fuck yeah. Go for it. Yeah. I, I, mean, I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a fuck. 
<laughs> you're you're thousands of kilometers away. I just want to I just want to respect the podcast, right? I appreciate. You know what? I appreciate it. listeners. You know, you may want to turn off for another couple minutes. You know, but uh, yeah, I don't want to trigger any non-smokers. Right? Exactly. The audio. I'm, the audio. I'm a sensitivity the smoker. <laughs> they're gonna hear the. They're gonna hear the clouds, yeah. right? You know, like, right. I'm, I'm, Get that really I'm sorry to interrupt you. What were you saying though? No, no, no. Um, you know, this thing about like, because um, you're talking about this idea of with music, you've got this built in community, right? You know, and, mm-hmm. and often, you know, like, obviously, often there are people who are there for, you know, to grow their career, yada, yada. But there's this, oh, yeah. there's a community of a, of a passion, because you're all there for a thing. And that's, uh, in my, in my experience, it's been really hard to find the equivalent version of that for writing, you know, because, mm-hmm. because very often, it's more isolated. That's just because usually, usually when you're interacting with the art, it's when you're alone. I mean, it's not like there's not like really very a very easy way to like group read a poem. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. Without being like a total jerk off, you know? Right. But, um, yeah, I feel like but, a lot of readings are just an excuse for people just to get together and like that's it's like having it, a show yeah. if you're a, a musician or yeah. like a stand of comedy. You want that kind of connection, but it doesn't really translate well with reading stuff because no. reading is meant to it's an it, to me it's an isolated thing. Where exactly. you just read by yourself and you, you know, so Look there's something weird about going up and seeing someone read something to you. Exactly. I don't know. You and feel I like a child. You I... feel like you're in like, you're like. Yes, that's perfect. That's exactly it. And I, I feel like I always feel very put off whenever yeah. I'm in. And lastly, spaces. the best parts of readings are hanging out with the readers afterwards and going to get fucked up. Yeah. Get, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's just an excuse yeah, for, for like a party. Yes, that's what yeah. the whole a, a like writers conferences are pretty much. They just people right. go in there, sell some stuff maybe, but they really just want to hang out and act stupid. Right, <laughs> no. race yeah. hell. Right now, do you do you you know uh, do you find that uh, writers are purposefully more? Uh, what would the word be like? Do you think? Do you find that some writers are purposely more uh, extremely behavioured so that they can write about it later? Like, do you find that it's like oh. a motivator for them? Oh yeah, I mean, for sure. I, I I probably even went through that too. There was a time where I was sure. just meeting people on the internet just to get like stories, mm. kind of. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I mean, I didn't think about that. I wasn't like, this is what I'm doing, but like, I was like, oh, yeah. this uh, this will at least give me something to maybe chew on you know as like a story or like that when i was younger it was like i would i would find myself in situations i wouldn't necessarily put myself in those situations but i would find that i would think man this would make a certain story and i would kind of form that in my head as i was like experiencing it i don't do that anymore but like because it finds you that takes you out of the moment right because it's almost like it's almost like when you you know when you're like if you're experiencing deja vu the moment you say oh this is like deja vu that's when it ends right exactly that that to me is like right that that to me is like when you're in those moments i've so i've had those a ton i know exactly what you're talking about mm-hmm. where you're like oh this will be this will be a great story but that's so like but i still find it hard to live in the moment sometimes so i i dissociate oh, yeah, a lot fully. like i'm yeah. always kind of in my head anyways yes yeah uh, it's just not yeah. as fine-tuned as it was when i was younger now i'm just like <laughs> what am i thinking about and i forget <laughs> like oh it's like oh okay never mind yeah. moving on do you think it's like? Do you think that's uh? Do you think that's a product of maturity, or is that like uh? Or is that like uh, uh alcohol abuse kind of thing? Is that uh, like a I mean, it could be, it could be uh, all the above. Probably mostly alcohol right. abuse. Right. <laughs> I would. I've definitely um, probably fucked my shit up pretty bad over the years. Fuck. So so leading. So speaking about uh like books we published in the past. Uh, I wanted to ask you a little bit about the one that you're you're doing right now, the hobbies that you enjoy. Um, uh, and this actually really, I feel like is a really interesting project, especially even from the context of a show like this about the idea of like implications of social media and the, mm-hmm. the impact of social media on, on art and, and creation. Um, so the, the, you know, I'll, I'll, the, the, the baseline and forgive me if I explain this right, totally correct, uh, correct me, but, but basically you've written a, a little chapter every day of a book that you are posting Every single day on Instagram for a year. So it's a I know it's so stupid. It sounds published. so stupid when it's you say it like that. Fucking amazing! It doesn't. <laughs> this is the thing. This is the thing. It doesn't. The moment I saw, like when I saw you tweet about it, I went motherfucker because I thought that was like the perfect novel idea right now. You know, like that's what um, I thought at first, but now I'm kind of ruining it. I'm like every day I gotta update the shit. I'm like, oh, here we go again, right? and then I read back to what I'm about to post. I'm like, yeah, this doesn't work on its own because sometimes I. In the order, it was originally supposed to be an actual book. 
Gotcha. Uh, I want, I want and to then ask you I was like, I should just do this because, like, no, I I don't know any anyone who's ever done it before. Yeah. Really? Like, like maybe they have, but I like uh, uh, St- Steve Anwell's doing it right now too, but he hasn't like gotcha. promoted it like I've been promoting it. He just kind of posts something every day. Gotcha. So. I, yeah, so we're both do- so every day I see Steve's thing and then I post mine and I compare mine to his like oh mine's not as good as Steve's today. <laughs> <laughs> now did you did you already write the whole thing and like edit it and prep it or are you writing it? Yeah, as it was supposed to come out. Uh, are you familiar with John and Tyrant Books and all that stuff? I'm not. Oh no, John. Well, he was he had a, a press called Tyrant. Okay. He published like Scott McClanahan. Gotcha. Uh, Darcy Wilder. He published a lot of really great books. He was kind of like, yeah. you know, he was kind of like the bell of the indie ball for a long time. Gotcha. People like loved him. Okay. Okay. Uh, and he was going to start a new press, and me and him correspond through emails and whatnot. And he was interested in this project, uh, but then, uh, and he was about to start editing it with me, and then he passed. Mm. Yeah. So I was kind of stuck with this book. And I didn't really want to shop it. Or I really wanted to do a book with Gian. That was like the main yeah. motivation. Because uh, I can just self-publish my shit. Like, but like, there's certain right. opportunities where I, I did the CCM book because I wanted to see what it was like to publish with like outside of my own. Yeah. I might be doing a book with Clash Books now that I haven't started yet. Awesome. Just because I, I basically just, it's, it depends on the press because I want to like work with, with certain people and like see how it totally. goes. I want to see. Yeah. I want to test our friendship. See if it'll ruin the friendship I work with. Right, there you go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's like but, like business roommates, right? Yeah. You know? But Gian yeah. passed, so I had the book, and I was like, I'm I'm still probably gonna publish it tradition like a traditional book style. Gotcha. But I thought yeah. I would just do this to see. Just never did it before. So that's yeah. always the motivation sometimes of doing stuff is like I just I'm gonna try it, see what happens. Yeah, yeah, and that's not much fabulous. happening. But I'm glad you're enjoying I mean, it. Though. I mean, it's still it's it's a really cool concept, and it, I, I found it. Um, you know, so so for me, you know, the, the way I sort of like reacted to it was that for for years I used to do a thing. I used to do like a poem a day thing on on Instagram, and so I'd oh, write cool. a little poem. So you're like you're, you're way it, ahead you know? of me. Oh, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> but uh, but I did it. I did it for ages, and I I eventually got to like a point where I was like just fucking exhausted, right? You know, because yeah, cause you had to, a lot of upkeep. Doing it. Were oh, you writing dude. the poem that day and then doing it? Yeah, Damn. and that See, was people thought problem. I was doing that hobbies you enjoy, and I was like, you're out of your mind. I'm not that creative. I go I go months without even having a thought. Right? That's just <laughs> it, and and that was that's what I learned was that it's one thing to like you know, yeah. Uh, like so through that project once i finally gave up on it i continued to like write for myself every day you know mm-hmm. what i mean just 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 something something blurby even if it was a piece of shit it was just like mm-hmm. just something so that i could tell myself i am writer today you yeah. know what i mean <laughs> i am, uh, am writing <laughs> right right you know like just to move the wrist you know yeah. but that's uh, good I, but I, like, I wish i was more like that now i i i i don't unless i have like a conceptual thing in my mind i don't attack yeah. it like so like I'm 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 really I'm conflicted with it these days now because you know after doing that project and realizing how exhausted I was and how sick of poetry I was like I basically I basically stopped reading and writing poetry because yeah. I was because I was doing it every day mm-hmm. and and I was and you're probably seeing it online every day if you if exactly. you follow writers and stuff it gets really exhausting exactly yeah you like, know so I had, I had a new book to say. I have a stack of books from friends that I still haven't even fucking delved into that I'd Bingo. like to. But it's hard to like actually like yeah. focus when all that stuff is coming at you. Exactly, and you want to be, you know, I, I find that like the best, the best art, uh, it, poetry especially, but the best art in general comes from like when somebody's had a life experience and then has something to say about it. And and if and and it really links back to this thing about like nobody needs to read another novel about someone going to New York and getting an MFA to be well, a I'm sure yeah, there's an audience for that. There's some people who like yeah, reading about that. I guess it kind of validates I, you know their what? own You're existence. Right. I guess maybe that's why I'm not interested in it because I'm not a part of that exactly. world. Exactly, right? but, but it's like, yeah. So it's basically just finding the right book. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Or writing but the right book that will connect with certain numbers of people. You know, that's, you kind of just have to write right what there. you want to write. Yeah. Like, well, I find it very fascinating. Like when people like write for like a sole commercial purpose, where like they yeah. hit all the spots. They write those how yeah. to write a novel in thirty days books. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Atessa Moshbe apparently did that with Eileen. Where she wanted to write like a really commercial book. Really, I mean and that book was that amazing, was, and I I love that book too. That's actually probably my favorite book of hers. But it yeah. was she wrote it under. And she says this. I don't know how true it is, 
gotcha. but like she she wrote it just to make something that was like a commercial kind of like a gone girl vibe sure. kind of thing yeah it still reeks of a testimonial like it's it's not like yeah. you know yeah. what i mean but it, it definitely had it's more structured than a lot of her other books in a certain yes. way so i can yeah. see where she was trying to do that but like yeah that book's great but so yeah. you can have that motivation to be commercial but still kind of keep your own kind of personal artistic integrity it's very tough well, it it's like a fine become... line well, that's just it. it. It becomes um, what's the word for it? It's almost like uh, you 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 kind of can't deny your own talent at a certain point, you know. And so it's like she can write whatever she wants. She's she, inevitably it's going to sound like her, right? Right. You know? And and in the same way that it's like you know, I don't know any number. You could think of any other any number of authors, and it's like they could write in ten different genres, but they're always going to sound like the same guy, right? Know? Yeah. Um, that's why Stephen King's teenagers always sound like they were some made up character in 1950, no matter oh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. year he wrote it. Yeah. In. You know? All his books have a certain kind of rhythm to them, and yeah, for sure. <laughs> right? his, his, his dialogue. And he's written a lot of them. Good. Lord. I haven't read that. Yeah, I've yeah. probably read like five Stephen King books, and he's he's probably oh, yeah? published like a hundred. Oh, it's it's Over. obscene how much he writes, you know. Yeah. But if he's one of those. He, he's same with Harlan Nelson. That's a great example too. Like, yeah, even more so than Stephen King. Like, there's definitely like everything he wrote, and he had the wild. Every book had like a weird idea behind yes. it i don't know if you, you're familiar with harlan nelson oh yeah very much yeah, so yeah. yeah yeah so but he he's very distinct voice and like yes so he he was he's definitely the best example of that that i can think of yeah yeah and it's it's yeah it's an interesting like um it's an interesting kind of experiment of like what if you have nothing to say but it's almost like you know it's you not know, you wrote it, that story you know i have not you know, you I have no scream. that's just it right it's this idea of like of like it may not necessarily be that you have an intention so much as you like you are speaking but but it's how are you saying it yeah right? it's all, yeah um, style sometimes can yeah because like there's only so many you subjects far. you can write about that's just and it, i tend right? to fall yeah. into the same thing the kind of like self-deprecating crippling garbage <laughs> heap living kind of thing i've read i feel like i've written the same thing many times over but i always have to find a different way to say it in a way yeah. I don't know. The real heart of this show has always been this exploration of um have I have I been a good friend? And 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 if I'm going to answer that, I'm going to first need to answer this question of what it even means to be a good friend. Um so so I put to you initially to you what does it mean to be a good friend in this Shit, world? Uh... And as a backup <laughs> Well, so this is the thing. As a back, yeah. as sort of a follow up to it, I'll, I'll let you go from here. Um, how do you think somebody could be a better friend? Mm. Going, I, I sometimes feel I could be a better friend to people. Mm. I, I'm one of those types that like someone will reach out and I won't answer their email or the message for a long time. I kind of because I <laughs> not that I don't want to. It's just I just forget or I just like don't know what to say at that time and like. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I and like there's also friends I've been close to that I just don't hang out with a lot anymore. Sure, I've always been a yeah. real loner. To give you an example, like when I was a kid, sometimes my friends would come over and I would tell my mom to tell them I was grounded so I didn't have to hang out with them because I wanted to <laughs> hang out by myself. <laughs> oh, that's such a that's such a good one. What a good excuse! I would just do it and hate it, you know. Yeah, I'd go yeah, hang yeah, out yeah, and yeah, I'd yeah. be like, oh fuck, I just want to be at home. Yeah, <laughs> but I don't know I just I mean. It's 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 not that I don't like hanging out with people, and I I you know I do see people often. I very rarely make plans with people. Like yeah. it's either I run into them, or there's something that's bringing us together, like a you know a, a writers' conference, a reading, anything like that kind of thing, um, or a concert, or I don't know. It could be anything, but uh, I don't know. It, and then like I just actually had a friend pass uh, last mm. week, uh, oh, who I hadn't so seen sorry. in a while. And uh, I don't know. I, I, you know, you always think, man. I, I wish I would have like reached out to him more. It, it yeah. was, it wasn't like a, it, yeah. It was, it was like kind of like a, a spur of the moment thing that happened. Like it wasn't like any, like it wasn't a suicide or anything. But he just suddenly passed young, right? And uh, you're always like, fuck. I wish I would have like been there more, like had more experiences with that person because now they're no longer here. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, it's kind of out of your control, especially for me because there's so much overwhelming so it's really hard to like yeah. maintain 
Especially at my age. I think the older sure. you get, it's harder to maintain friendships. Yeah. Uh, so I really don't know how I could be a better friend. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, know. I used to, there was a time where I was wishing everybody happy birthday on Facebook every day. Oh, fuck that. No matter what. Oh, fuck that. And it became so fucking exhausting that I just stopped yeah. doing it. Yeah, no, no, no way. So that was me Not attempting to be a good friend. Kind of, I guess. Just, you know, a little acknowledgement <laughs> with like, you know, because I'm on the internet all the time. I might as well fucking uh, reach out that way. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if that answers your question, but uh, it does. It's beautiful. It's yeah. it's I mean, it's it's really, you know, uh, you know, a lot of my questioning stems from my own internal shame and embarrassment and my own anxieties about connection oh, and about it's anxiety. About That's exactly the right? thing. Like, like, yeah, I'm just so anxious about like. That's just answering it. emails sometimes. That's just it. And it becomes this thing about like, you know, I, you know, like you, you said something about how like, you know, you want to answer, but you don't know what to say. And that's something I feel every day where, you know, somebody will text me or message me and I'll be like, oh, thank you for messaging, but I'm going to put this away until I'm sure I say the right thing. And right, then exactly. I don't remember to answer them, you mm -hmm, know, yeah. and I'm like, oh, and now that person hates me because it's right, been a exactly. week. And I, you know, so now I really can't yeah. reply. I don't seem to like for the current thing, I, I, I try to help out like if we we're talking about writing again, like help out my, you know, friends who are authors, you know, like doing mm. inviting them to do occurrence kind of yeah. thing or like, you know, like, yeah, or retweeting their new book or something yeah. like that. Like that goes yeah. a long way, I think. Yep. I think uh, yep. that is a mark of a good, uh, friend you know for creatives it's invaluable i mean i think i think oh, it's yeah. something and, and it's one of those things that you know it's it really comes back to this thing about like i think that there's this like you know when when you're writing especially in this age it's like this thing about like wanting to be honest about your actual state but then also kind of wanting to participate and wanting to participate in this in this weird pseudo world that twitter right. and instagram and all these things are right you know yeah. and and um and it's like you 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 want to be quote unquote authentic but you also like want to get likes <laughs> you know you yeah, want to yeah, be yeah. fucking liked yeah. right you know yeah, yeah, you know yeah. so it's like i think when people retweet you it's like it's such a like a, oh thank you you know like okay there's so i'm like i love online validation like like i fucking oh fuck i live for it, it yeah. so and i hate to admit it but i yeah, do I know, you know it's awful <laughs> it's, it's it's psychologically like insane like oh yeah the kind of stress you put yourself through with that kind of like thought like fuck dude and I, I, i'm not as bad about it as i was at one time i was like like why is this motherfucker uh, sharing my stuff? I share his stuff. Right. You know what I mean? And now yeah. I don't right. care. Yeah. Now, yeah. now I'm just like supporting people. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. people can take or leave whatever I do. You know, <laughs> I love it. But I appreciate well, it though when people actually like reach out to me and like their my stuff and review my books and stuff. It's like totally. very highly appreciated for sure. Totally. Well, on that note, is there is there somewhere that you would like to send listeners? Is there like uh where 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 uh, can they check out your stuff? Houseofvladpress.com would probably okay. be the place to go. Or you can find me on Twitter, Instagram. The hobbies you enjoy is on Instagram every day at hobbies you enjoy. Yeah. Uh yeah, other than that, yeah. I'm yeah, houseofvladpress.com would be like the place to go. And I have a I have a little mini link to my personal like C V on there where like people can right read on. stories and poems and well, it's going to be all in the show notes. And, uh, you know, so normally normally to close out the the interview, I would have the last thing. It would be we unfriend on Facebook, but we're, but we're not actually I, friends on Facebook. Oh, so. we're not? Oh, I no, actually would no. want to friend you. I know, I, know, I know you mostly through Twitter, right? On Instagram? Yeah. Maybe? And, um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm always. So I'm, it's I'm, up to you. You can. I'll, I'll accept your friend request, but if you don't, if you want to keep the theme of the thing where you unfriend the person. Well, that's just it. I think. I think. Well, you know. Yeah, I'll. I'll. I'll send her the link. Hey, but it's, it's a like, weird yeah. Flex, I think... But I respect it. <laughs> <laughs> Usually, you do these things to try and make friends. I know. I know. I mean, that, that was the thing. And cultivate the thing. Uh, community. This whole. I mean, this whole show is so counterintuitive to what I actually want to do with my life because, and I didn't realize it until I got. Too like, deep he's like, I need and, a gimmick for know? this, so I'm just gonna do. Yeah, like, which it's kind of brilliant Literally. in a way. You but, know, uh, it's a ton of fun. It's a good, but it's like yeah. it doesn't help grow any kind of social. Do you have anyone else in mind skin. for this show that you don't know personally? You know, I'm I'm reaching out to a couple people. I've got a couple different musicians that I'm going to be interviewing coming up, and uh, and I've got a like a TikToker who I've never met or spoken to. Oh, but shit. I'm not on TikTok. on TikTok. I don't know so anything about that world. It's it's a weird weird app, man. Uh -huh. I really I I like it, but I also am. I feel very old on it. I can't. You know? I can't. Like, I have enough. I, yeah. Instagram's enough. Instagram's the last. Yeah, that was like the, yeah. that was the last thing I I I 
<laughs> put my time into my brain shut up there i'm yeah nothing else is twitter and instagram are like the the two that's it yeah unless yeah, unless live, live journal comes back in vogue maybe i'll jump back on that Ooh, there it is right there oh a little myspace i see i was always a blogspot guy i had a blogspot i had one too the, yeah but it was mostly know, just yeah. to promote i used it as like a de facto website i think i didn't think i used it I... to the the way i should have <sighs> been using it Man, what a magic time. What a magic time to be on the internet. Know, that that worse, weird, right? like, 2003, <laughs> 2002, you know? It is. It really is. It's just it's going worse. downhill from here. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that's it. Thank you once again to Brian for coming on the show. Be sure to check out all his writing. I've included links in the show notes for where to buy his books, where to read everything he's putting out. I absolutely love his work, and I think you're going to as well. So please go out there, buy an independent artist's work, support independent living writers. He's awesome. You're not going to regret it. But that's really it for another week. If you want to help Friendless out, why not try telling one friend about the show this week? Find somebody who loves podcasts but doesn't listen to us yet. They're out there somewhere, I know. <laughs> Take their phone from them. Make them subscribe to Friendless. We're going to grow this show together one forced listener at a time. <laughs> or you could just be nice and just tell them about the show that you really like. That would help too. We, I'm going to leave the, 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 uh, the process up to you. You know, dealer's choice. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for all the love that you've been sending my way this week with the comeback it means the world to me and I hope you know it does not go unseen but let's wrap this up with a wish for a good week and a hope to get you back here listening to the next episode but I'm not going to worry about that and neither should you because that is then and this is now so for now I'll just say I love you and I wish you well fun and safety sweeties <laughs>